Is is Velvet Underground the like side project that sprung around the same time as uh, Guns N' Roses, or am I thinking of something different? Ooh. No, Vel- Velvet Underground is uh, a band that formed in the mid to late '60s in New York oh, City. Yeah, definitely yeah, not Lou, that at all. Yeah, yeah. Lou Reed was the mastermind behind it, and also Andy Warhol did the album art for their legendary album. Um. A lot of people call them the first punk band, but you wouldn't think they sound punk when you listen to them. They were more punk with like thematic structure and uh, introspection and asking questions that had never been asked before in pop music. Well, really, Bob Dylan started that, I believe, but Velvet Underground continued. Would you consider Bob Dylan punk? I I mean, now that I'm just now thinking of this for the first time in my life, kind of, maybe, sort of. I, I have thought a little bit backwards and forwards for years and years and years about what it means to be punk and what it means to be punk rock. A lot of people think it's just a music, you know, and it's, it's a lot of people certainly affiliate a, a specific sound with the punk rock ethos. But really, I think being punk is making the kind of art you want to make and not really paying attention to what the outside world thinks that you should make, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in that respect, yes, Bob Dylan is, is definitely a punk rock artist. Very I mean, much Tyler, the creator you, you, as well. You are my, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. my resident punk expert, Jeremy. I don't, yeah, uh, no one, I don't know anyone else that's <laughs> super uh, into that sort of scene. But what I've learned uh, from you over the years is that, yeah, it is a very... Uh, it's much more much more diverse than anyone would probably uh, like paint it as uh, in one yeah. one with one brush brushstroke, you know. So yeah, 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 I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, like you could probably put Prince in the the punk category as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's at least punk right. elements to a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I honestly believe that. I really do. I think if anything, like core, if anything, like like following the traditional punk aesthetic is like the most not punk thing to do. I mean, if you really think about it, you really could (laughs) look at it that way for sure. It's a DIY mentality. It's a, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it mentality. Like one of my favorite punk bands, bad religion just uh, released a book last year and they called the book, do what you want. The story of bad religion, bad religion has been a very well-respected punk band for over 30 years. And I just saw them at the Palladium a couple of weeks ago and they still rock. Yeah. It's also an amazing Frank Ocean song, but yes, it is. Yeah, it is. I agree. I'm not sure yeah. I'd uh, be able to consider him punk. Kind of, I, I guess. I think I would. I would. And, and if we're, if we're using the same criteria here, then yeah. Yeah. It's well, interesting is- because um, this conversation is making me think of whenever Tyler came out with Igor and DJ Khaled came out with whatever the hell he came out with at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And he was yeah. mad and he was like, <laughs> not everyone wants all this mysterious music. And that's I was right. like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what right. are you talking about? That's right. I remember mysterious music. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, way to just tell everyone you're a dumbass. Like, you're like a very dense DJ Khaled. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him DJ Karen because he is the Karen of hip hop. hundred percent. Like he feels like he's got this brand and he's like, I got it. This is, this is the brand. This is what it's got to be. And it's like, you're not, you're not like your brand. Isn't something you like 
uh, <laughs> actively have to do. Your brand is you. It's you. <laughs> yeah. If you're actively doing something, you're not being you. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He's not because his active brand is we the best and he is definitely not. The best. Well, that is, that is accurate. <laughs> I think, um, you know, we were talking about punk rock. I, I personally think that there is a very strong connection between punk rock and hip hop. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. they kind Absolutely. of started in the same era in the exact same city. I mean, the Ramones in that early, early hip hop stuff all kind of came up at the same time in the same area of New York city. Really? I'd like someone to take like a really thoughtful historical look at that. I have seen it mentioned it a few you. times, you know, it should be you. yeah, you should do I, that. You know, I like the idea. I, I like the idea. I would do everything I, in my I power. I could see a, a documentary filmmaker in your future, yes. Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, there are things that I find interesting that I definitely would like to document. Or even if you just did a solo pod, like a deep dive and all that stuff, you already have an excellent voice. It's true. Why, thank you. You have one of the best names of all time. It is a very good name for for It is just an aesthetically pleasing name. It's also easy to remember. (laughs) It's like, and it just roll. It's, you know, not like multiple syllabic, you know? So it's it's just, you know, cut and dry. It, it's also the last name of the family in The Incredibles. See? I did True not story. remember that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it really? Punk Rock Par. It really is. Yep. I have no idea. Rat- oh, Man, it Jeremy, must, have been, it must it. have been a long time since I've seen those movies. They're Introducing. Good. You should watch them. Introducing the Punk Rock Power Hour with Jeremy Park, where you also <laughs> do a power hour. Do a power hour. We're talking about all the things. That would have to be, you'd have to make that a, a video podcast series. I don't think <laughs> yeah, it would be able to just be, that could be good. audio. That could be good. Uh, for the record, just uh, so that the one person that is like, this dude's an idiot. Why would he think that Velvet Underground was Guns N' Roses? They had a spinoff group called Velvet Revolver. And so I, I'm going to give go. myself mm. credit for that because Velvet's kind of a, it's a. It's not something that's thrown into band names all the time. So, yeah. yeah also, yeah, that's true. also, that's true. person that's hate listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Relax. they call that my psyche. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Yeah. There was also a band called L.A. Guns in Los Angeles before Guns N' Roses formed, and mm. like members of that band, I think Slash was in that band. And members of that band got together with the I other dudes. I really and like Slash. <laughs> he's that's uh, he's it's cool. An, it's an anyone anyone that just is like, yeah, I'm gonna wear a top hat for my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> You've got, you, you know what? No matter he, what he else I'm brand. wearing, uh, I'm wearing a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> he's got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty, uh, pretty great. Okay, well, before we go to basketball, sorry, I have to. You said he has my vote, and then I thought of his hair, and then my brain did Hamilton, and it said Jefferson has my vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the rev- the revival uh, in twenty years. They're going to get slashed to play Jefferson. <laughs> Ain't never going to be president now. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of okay, punk basketball. rock, speaking of punk rock, the Thunder on this punk rock season number two, where we do whatever we want. Uh, <laughs> we don't oh, even have gosh. a good streaming service. We just have bad streaming. That's, oh, Valley Sports makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. 
Oh gosh, why can't they make make that a more enjoyable experience? Honestly, I just but, I don't understand how that how it got worse. Like it was already not good when it was Fox Sports. <laughs> how did they just make it worse? Like they, it's like they had an. They went to their IT department. And were like, hey, can you just make this a little less good? It, well, we already did that <laughs> a couple months ago. Well, you know, I think we want it to be just a little less than this. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. It's, it's annoying. And, and like, like I've talked about with you guys before, I normally these days watch the games after they air, like the next morning. And they do edit out commercials, which is nice. Although they they put a few little like 30, 45 second commercials in there sometimes. Sometimes they let you skip them, whatever. But I have noticed that once you start the game, you can pause it right at the beginning and fast forward. But if you don't pause within the first couple minutes, you cannot pause it. And if you get out of the game, it just starts all the way over again. And that is extremely annoying. And I don't understand so why they stupid. do that. I can't. That would make me so furious. Like, I've never even tried to watch the games like that. So I, that's that's a, the bit of frustration I've never even experienced with them. So that's even worse than what I already thought was worse than what it used to be. Uh, yeah. Fellas, uh, have you seen this about Antonio Brown? Yeah, dude. Uh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I don't I'm think that anyone's, Googling right now. I don't think anyone's been able to explain that dude for a long time now. I kind of thought that maybe if he were to just be on the like team where he didn't have to try and still win a championship that he would be fine. But I guess, mm. uh, that did not work out for him. So Jeremy, he just left in the middle of the game. He took his shirt off, kind of ran around. That's kind of what I'm seeing. He was yeah, literally okay. in the end zone, like walking yeah. around with his shirt off while the game was happening. Like there were actually, yeah. they, were, they were about to yeah. snap the ball. Like, yeah. I and then afterwards, Bruce Arians, their coach was like, he's not a buck anymore. We're not going to talk about him. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I guess that's that for that. I don't understand it. He played what well, he played for them like the whole season. I, I he may have even played from last year if I remember. I don't know. I, don't I know. know that, I know that he, he played for. Uh, it's not the first time he's played with Tom Brady. He played with them very briefly yeah. in New England. Um, I don't know, man. But I mean, uh, the funny thing is that this is like taking the sports world uh, away, the attention away from what happened with the Houston Rockets yesterday, which is basically the exact same thing. Uh, halftime, Kevin Porter Jr. got right. into an argument with John Lucas, who was who was basically calling out Kevin Porter and uh, and Christian Wood for their lack of effort, and they were all kind of getting into it. Kevin Porter threw something at John Lucas, and then just just left the arena. Like he left like the WWE arena at halftime. Threw a folded chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't under like I don't get it. I don't understand how. Like, I get, see, okay, 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 all right. I just came up with a whole <laughs> treatise in my brain about this that I'm going to relate back to the Thunder here. Because I've been yes, starting to see what with our, our uh, somewhat sporadic winning ways these days, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the hide under a rock until it's time to tank Thunder fan has made themselves uh, known again. And they're now... Uh, there's now there's now this thing. I don't know if this is from the Down Dunk podcast or whatever, but there's this now uh, hashtag on Twitter called "Pull the Levers," which I believe yeah, is in reference to, to 
to uh, basically throw in the towel and start to actively try to tank, which to me is just uh, outrageous. I don't, uh, I'm, I do not condone that in any kind of way. But well, uh, uh, like before you finish, you'd have to know if if you're a Houston Rocket, if you're if you're Kevin Porter, like you got to know that the losing is a part of this experience, right? Like if you well, just if you if you if you look at what the Thunder are doing. Even when they lose, like they always play together. They're always, there's always some cohesion, even if they don't have what it takes to beat a team on any given night. But they always come out and they always fight. Like if you're Kevin Porter Jr., do you think that your team is supposed to be winning more than losing? Like I don't understand that. You have to just, like, you accept that this is like a, a time in your career where you're not going to win a lot of games. Just be, just give your effort. That's all you can do. And heck, maybe you might win them if you actually give your effort. But don't throw things at your coach. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for for what it's worth, the levers that Andrew Sleck is specifically talking about are ways that our team can still do that, but then not have a chance to win because we don't want to bench Shea. That's not a thing that he wants to do. The levers specifically are trading Kendrich and benching Moose because their plus minuses and their game differentials are like literally why we're winning any games. <laughs> well, I mean, I've made my, my opinion about Kenrich very clear on this pod. I think yeah. that he needs to be traded. I certainly yeah. hope that it is to the Lakers because they need him more than any other team in the league. And I think <laughs> he true. would help them tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I, I can even understand like the, the, the benching moose thing. And in all fairness, I don't listen to that pod. I respect those guys. I, I follow what mm. they say, but I, I know that some of their fan base tends to take things, I think to the extreme and they're oh, yeah. now like, don't worry. They hate some of their fan base too. Well, now they're, they're, they're calling like, well, we need to start bays again because ever since he moved to the bench, we've been playing better and he, he needs to start again so that we can lose. And I'm like, Man, do you guys like no. not care at all about any of these guys that are giving effort for this team? Like, do you just right. not care? Like, uh, uh, is your if your only concern is for the draft, like go be a fan for someone else, man. I don't. And also, it just it <sighs> irks me so much. Do they understand that you could have the worst record and not have the first pick? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. We could end up. We could be the worst team in the league. We could make sure that the Clippers are sub five hundred in the lottery. And we could still end up with picks six and seven and not a top right. five pick. Like, I don't, I don't which, get it. Do they not understand? It's like it explains the, there, there is a pivot point though, right? I think that this is the last year that any of that uh, idea of tanking that way is kind of possible if we want to keep SGA. Because if we do end up with like the seventh or eighth pick again, we st- we're not doing enough to the roster. That's like game change, if that makes sense. So we do have to start considering if we don't get a top five pick this year. Okay. What package are we about to put together to bring somebody here and who's coming to be with SGA and make this a team now? Well, but he- here's the thing that I think that, that, that maybe I'm sure that they, they talk about this on down to dunk, but I don't think that the fans, at least the ones that are vocal about it, uh, are paying attention to, and that is the whole idea of development and right. the, the that if you really seriously like you look at this last this last draft and I I came out and said it when it happened that it was a like probably the worst possible thing that we could have done 
in terms of uh, our luck around the draft, even after half of the season of tanking. And yet this is without a doubt the best draft class the Thunder has ever had. Hands down, not even a question. I mean, not, not in terms of like top talent, obviously you're not, we drafted three MVPs in a row. Like that's not going to happen, but (laughs) across the board, every one of these guys is better than all of the rookies we drafted last year and better than any rookie we've had since freaking Serge Ibaka. Like, I don't understand. I was going to say that's the one draft that maybe can compete is because James Harden and Serge were in the same yeah, draft. But I or mean, no, wait, wait, wait. Maybe Russell and Serge were in the same draft. One of those guys. Yeah, I, th- I think it was for James and... and um, it was James and Serge. James and Serge. But like, it was Kevin by himself, Russ <clears throat> by himself. <laughs> that stayed around afterwards. I, I don't like... <laughs> I am I am more like I'm not I'm not trying to be concerned about drafting like another superstar to pair along with with Shea. Like we have a team right now that could already if we if we put the pedal to the metal probably get into the playoffs. Is that where we want to be long term? No. But you have to start somewhere and I don't think that that start I don't think that uh, this idea of losing intentionally or, or having the, the general manager pull whatever levers they want to pull to uh, basically incentivize our loss. Like that is not a part of the thunder culture. And the, the, the thunder culture is evident. If you watch the games at all, like it is one of the best cultures in the NBA. It is very clear them in like mm-hmm. Memphis, are at this point are probably the two in terms of like taking uh, and and going further than what you would probably think that they would go on paper. Right. Um, so like, yeah. I don't understand yeah. why they would want to destroy that by just forcing these guys to lose. Like, Oh yeah, you're not good enough. So we're going to lose so we can get someone better so that we don't have to have you anymore. Cause you're not good enough. That is out freaking rageous. And it just, I'm disgu- I'm just disgusted by it. We've had this pod like a year ago now also. And I've, I've said all <laughs> yeah, these exact yeah. same things. And so I don't know. It's just now it's rearing its ugly head again and it's it's getting fresh in my mind. And it's only going to get worse yeah, yeah. as the season goes cuz we're not going to play as bad the second half of this season as we did last season. There's no doubt. Uh, and so that being these, said, these we people do are going to be eighth, even more vocal. Eighth hardest strength of schedule. Yeah, but we're not going to go 22 and no. 2. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's also going to be harder to win. It's so going to be harder. Fun. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and I I am st- still not convinced that we're going to be solid enough to to get into the play in, although we are close now. I mean, we're within we're, th- we're within a game or two away from the well, play in yeah, spot. So It's kind of more so what's going to happen around us like Right. Sacramento is not smart enough to tank ever. Apparently it's been like 30 years where they should have tanked and they haven't done it. So like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they've been trying. They're just really bad at it. Cause I feel like the Kings are bad at pretty much everything. (laughs) They're not even good at being bad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, uh, just for for reference, go to hell. Exactly. Thank you. I'm glad you took that. Yep. (laughs) Uh, just for reference, I pulled it up. Um, Next year's draft, we have three first-round picks, uh, one via the Clippers and the Paul George trade. It is unprotected, and the Clippers are kind of trending downward, so that'll be interesting to watch. How how, how long is PG out? I didn't even know he was out. I think four or six weeks. Yeah, Yeah. I think four or six weeks. He he tore his shoulder again. 
No, elbow. Elbow this time. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. 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 There's no hope yeah. for them. Yeah. Yep. They're not. And then I don't. I don't see them making the playoffs if he's out for that long. I had no idea about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one via the Suns, Chris Paul trade that is top twelve protected. So obviously we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, one first round pick via the Pistons. Well, actually it was via Houston for that uh, Sengun trade. And then we have our own second round pick too. I wonder what happened to our own first round pick actually for this upcoming draft. We must have sent that with somebody else in a pre. Yeah. But anyway, three first round picks. I mean, and and it's possible one of them could be pretty nice if the Clippers continue to fall. I, I, given what we were able to like, what I've seen from all of the, the, the draft picks that we've had from this past draft, like I am so completely impressed with every single one of those guys. Like they've all surprised me. Every one of them right. has done right. stuff that I'm like, wow. Like Aaron Wiggins is a guy. He is a guy. He yep. is straight he up is a, a dude. And yeah, he's good. Like, Seems very solid. I, am, I feel, and I can just see it in his face whenever he's whenever he's on the court. I'm like, this guy knows like that he is a killer. That he can go do something that they can't stop. He knows that. I mean, Trey Mann has shown that. Uh, I don't quite get the same the same kind of uh, confidence when I see him play, but like he has clearly shown that he can, he has stretches that, you know, maybe after some more playing time and maybe next season, like he's going to break out into something great. We've both, we all know what Giddy's been doing. JRE has Mm -hmm. basically become our starting center when he's not uh, out. And it's like, I don't understand how they think that, that our team is doomed for failure. If we don't get one of those top five picks, like if we get three more, JREs and Josh Giddy's next next draft, you know, not to say we'll get another Josh Giddy, but you know, like three more of any of those guys. I mean, that's at the very least it is it is uh, v- a valuable talent that can go in a package to get someone here if right. we need it or it's just more development. I mean, just more people that we can uh, develop for the, and you know, this identity of like next man up, which they, they talk about after every single game. And it's, yeah, it's very clear. Talk about that a lot. Like it's, it's, it's not at all what the old thunder were. And I feel like that some of the fans are like stuck in the past. Like we got to have a Kevin and a Russ in order to succeed. And it's like, no, we don't, <laughs> we don't have to have that. And if you guys um, don't remember, we didn't really succeed with those guys either. At least not, not, to, not to the level we wanted. We had, <laughs> we had extreme sadness the way that you should. We yeah, earned I, our stripes. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I did feel lots think, of sadness. <laughs> do you think the backcourt is forced to do drills where they do sidestep and uh, and uh, drop back threes? Because <laughs> Trey Man, it's like he that's it doesn't matter if it's evading the defense at all. He's like, this is the only way I know how to shoot a three now. <laughs> <laughs> that's I yeah. He, yeah he's I, the, I've seen that too. Actually. He's the guy yeah. that like learned the one move uh <laughs> that in in the in the game and is like, well, this one works, so I'm just gonna keep using it until it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. he'll he'll figure I mean that that is a part of the development. And like I don't know right. if you guys have, have been paying much attention to Poku when he's been playing, but I have noticed significant improvement in his dribbling just in I mean, like the last month. He has reined it, he in. Reined he, it all the way in. He's getting to the point where like he makes moves that shock me. Like he, he's mm-hmm. so fast for how tall he is. 
And like, that's just, that is miles ahead of where he was even to start the season. So I don't know. Yeah. He hasn't been bothering me as much lately. So that that's probably a good sign. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I think I, I don't have any evidence of this, but I feel like they pulled his minutes back about a month ago, even through all this time with players being out, which I know he was one of them. He did play in that game against, uh, the Knicks, but yeah, I feel like they pulled his minutes back and I feel like that was very positive for him. Just like I feel moving Baisley to the bench was positive. I mean, he had some great games, like several games in a row right after they took him out of the starting lineup. I think that's just a better spot for him. Um, I agree. I agree that it is, it is proving to be a better spot for him. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that he's bought into it. That was my only concern forever was just him being able to buy into it. And he has. And so I think yeah. it's great. And he's really yeah. like embracing his, his role as rim protector. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Is, he, I, I'm starting to believe he could be like a legit rim defender shot blocking presence because his I timing mean, he blocked, is yeah. getting really good. He blocked Rudy Gobert at the rim. He blocked Giannis three times in one game. Like you don't block Giannis. Giannis does not, he, he puts you through the hole, but he did not put <laughs> Baisley through the hole. Um, I'm looking at Pokey's yeah. minutes. They are, they, there was a stretch there uh, right around Christmas where his minutes were down, but I, I don't see any sort of trend towards that. I mean, okay. he, he played, he played gotcha. 17 minutes uh, against the Knicks, which is right around his season average. So I don't know. He's also a plus mm-hmm. 11 that night. I don't yeah, know. Every, the I team mean, played the really team, we've good. We've also been out. Like we, our entire thing has been completely uh, screwed yeah. because of, of COVID much like everyone I else. Do, I do want to give a shout out to one of my favorite players on the team, Ty Jerome too. I mean, just like I suspected with more minutes, with more of an opportunity, I think he's, he's showing out. Like we saw it in that Suns game. He hit, I think three threes against the Knicks. I, I think the dude could be a cold blooded, killer from the three-point line and i think that he can create his own shot i think that he can pass i'm looking forward to seeing how he develops too you know whether it's with the thunder or or somewhere else but i think he's a legit player in this league you know he has the look of a guy that that he reminds me he reminds me of like the jj berea type where you they're they're way more than what you see that they are and that they will surprise you if you, yeah. if you don't like understand that about them. I mean, the thing that yeah, yeah. his shooting is really good, but the thing I'm honestly most impressed with is that he he runs the game. Like he's a he's a floor general, and that's not really what his role has been up to this point. But whenever he whenever we haven't had our best guards out there, he's ta- he takes the ball, he runs the pick and roll at the top, he he sets the plays, like he does all those things that that you want a point guard to do, which is really you know, in most spot up shooters, like that's not their strength. They don't do that. So I'm really happy that he like has taken on that challenge to do that in addition yep. to shooting. Plus he's got the best floater on the team, which is always a, a thing I love to see. Yeah. I don't yeah. want the floater to disappear. They can take the mid range, yeah. but give me the, leave the floater. Yeah. Giddy's got a nice floater too. Josh Giddy just needs I think you mentioned it several episodes ago, Eddie, and you were right on the money. He just needs like a couple like go-to shots. Like Serge had that 18-foot jumper that was money every time. Um, You know, Chris Paul always had that little 
shot where he like winds down through the paint and then pulls up for, for a jumper on the weak side. He just <coughs> needs a, a few of those shots that he can get pretty much every time. And then the dude could possibly average a triple double next season. Like I honestly believe that he could do that. He had zero 10 and 10 in a game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not hard for, for him to find, find open players on the floor. And if the, if the team's offense tends to trend up too, as it has recently, like, yeah, Giddy's going to be a problem in the league. I think. I agree. Oh, well, with you, you. you guys are excited about seeing a point guard or something, a floor general. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just sitting oh, yeah. here thinking, like, man, it's a real shame that Steve Nash decided to join the dark side because I wish Giddy could go take like point guard lessons with Steve Nash right, right, for yeah, like right. a week, just like I, Steve to t- show him, like, you know, you can make really easy shots if you just run around a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Just, just That's, run under under the honestly, basket. They'll never expect it. <laughs> I, I think that Giddy knows that. I think that truthfully, he just is not that fast. Yeah, I mean, he's also very tall. He is much yeah. taller than than yeah. the than his role would would uh, suggest. So right. it is a bit a bit of a different beast for him. I would never suggest that anyone have to talk to Magic Johnson, but that would be nice for him to get some tips from Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you can. Yeah. I'm well. I don't know. The, the The Magic Johnson that is in the public eye is so such a pristine and like uh, manicured image. Like I don't even. I'm not even sure. Like I know that he knows way more about basketball than what his public uh, the statements would suggest. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, if that's yeah. all that he knows is like the score and like you have to w- score more points to win basketball games, says Magic Johnson. <laughs> uh, like I, I don't know. Uh, all luck, I guess. The whole eighties was just a big set of luck for him. I don't know. <laughs> um, hey guys, Shea won Western Conference Player of the Week. Isn't that cool? I thought that was super cool. It's very finally. Cool. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that his I'm, first player of the week award? I think so. Yeah, I think so. A Chris, Chris Paul won it once or twice, I believe, when that year that he was with the Thunder, uh, Shea's first year. I don't think Shea got it all, at all last year in the first half of the season, but that was great. And and you know what? The Thunder is not on national TV. Even these like top NBA analysts, you know, quote unquote analysts that are on ESPN. I'm sure they don't even watch the thunder. They probably just watch highlights in their record. So it's nice for Shay to get some recognition on that level. Like maybe some people will start paying attention a little bit more. I think. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're probably just going to be paying attention to how they think he should go somewhere else. That's not wasting him away in his prime. You know, here's (laughs) the thing. They have let up on us. Um, because I think of what we were talking about earlier where I feel like they get that we are playing pretty hard and that we just kind of don't have it on the floor all the time to make, because even our wins, like, come on, what's our biggest win this year? What's our largest margin? I, I think that honestly, our most solid win was the, was against the Knicks. Like we led for the entire game and yeah, yeah. we pretty the much three dominated shooting them. Was very good in that game. Let's I see. thought the win against the Grizzlies on the road was really good. 95 especially to 80. After we held the Knicks to 80 points. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, 95 to 80. We beat Denver 108-94. Uh, those are our two biggest <laughs> wins this season. 101-89 against Houston back in November. So yeah. 15. I, I, uh, I personally yeah. felt that win against 14. the Grizzlies. I don't know what the margin of victory was, but I thought that was a very quality win. Like Probably no, the was. most quality win we of the won, season. We won by three. 
but it was the a reason win. I'm saying that. Yeah, but uh, it, you know, a W is a W. But I'm just saying, and it's it's not happening a ton in the league right now. We're not blowing anyone out. That's not going to happen. <laughs> With when we win a game, it's like man, they did it. Everything went well. Shea had the game that yeah, he wanted to have. True. <laughs> like it. <laughs> It that's takes, true. Even when we beat the Pistons, it's like, okay, good. We got, got the W. Thank goodness. <laughs> like it, it takes it. If there's a, is a recurring situation. If you watch basketball with my dad, where if we're losing uh, and the other team is on a, on a run, particularly when they're on a run, uh, they could go down and make a three or something. And it'd be easy. And then we could use the whole shot clock and get two offensive rebounds and still miss and then get fouled and make one free throw. And he'll go, look how easy it is for them to score. Do you see how hard <laughs> it is for us to get one point? <laughs> and that's what the season feels like as far as the team. It feels like they have to do everything right to get a win. Yeah. I mean, we kind of do. We have, we have no margin of error on this team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, but that's, that's fine. True. I, I, I yeah. mean, we have, we are now, we are, over 500 in our last uh, eight games. Yeah. <laughs> we are five and three in our last, in our last eight games. We have more wins in December than we did in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm not exactly sure the same. It's roughly the same number of games. We won one, two, three, four, five in November and uh, seven in December. So like we're set to have a, a better January, even, even with right. a, a, a tougher schedule, perhaps, I haven't looked exactly at it. We'll look at that later, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, once we have everyone out there, and keep in mind also in December is whenever we've been hit with a lot of stuff, like injuries, and, and then obviously COVID over the last couple of weeks and has really hit all us all it shows is that we're better. And, you know, there's the who, oh, I meant to screen cap that. Someone finally said what I'm always thinking whenever a team is just missing a bunch of people and there's a bunch of randos in there where they're like, yeah, that dude is not on the scouting report. So that's why that. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole like, other so. thing. Like you could, you can, you would think like some people would think like, okay, if it's just a bunch of Geely guys, they're not even gonna have to try. But all that that's doing is like throwing you a surprise. Like you don't <laughs> exactly. know, you don't know what to expect. And if, if these guys, you know, I think there is a line where you cross where it's like a little too much to overcome, especially if you're replacing like you could potentially have an entire lineup out there that's guys that did not play for you a week ago. Like that, right. yeah, is going to be difficult because there's not going to be any chemistry there. Um, the, the good news for us is that like we've had to recall four guys from the blue, but those four guys have all been playing together. So right. like they have cohesion exactly. amongst themselves. And because our our entire organization from top to bottom is so cohesive, like it's right. just worked out in our favor. Everyone comes in and plays, and it's almost like it doesn't matter who's out there. Like everyone's gonna like the role is gonna get filled regardless. I mean, that's like I don't know. That is the best that's the best uh, kind of basketball you can I you can ask for, in my opinion. It's like we say in our band room, that's just good teaching. That's what we yeah. say. It's just it's just good teaching. I mean, it helps whenever the coaching staff like care is top to bottom, how that goes. It does make those transitions, pulling people up from the G league significantly easier. So I I feel like counter counterbalancing the whole, they're not on the, um, the scouting report. It's still, they're also well coached. So, you know, we always say everyone that's in the NBA is in the NBA. (laughs) It gets amplified when the, the organization like cares about, 
development. See all these through lines, Eddie, you just need to, you need to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I, I, I've been, I've been preaching his, uh, his, well, I've been preaching, I've been praising him since like the very first time I heard him speak, but I, I can't wait for the league to take notice of what Mark Dignall is doing with this team. Right. From, from everyone. I mean, it obviously starts with Sam and, you know, uh, our, the identity of the Thunder is like, it's always been the same kind of central, we've had the same central tenets, but I feel like the first iteration kind of got uh, dirtied a little bit by having extreme talent where it was like we were kind of rushed into success very short, very early. We did not even really have time to develop like the culture of the organization, at least not in a thorough way. But like now that we have, we have gone through that and we are now getting a chance to start fresh with everyone being young and like, they're not really being this giant chasm of talent between our top and our bottom. Um, like we're finally getting to see what the culture is for the team. And I think that this is just like, it's just, it's praise to Sam Presti for picking out the right people. But man, I, there's never been a better coach for the OKC Thunder just as a as a franchise, but also just as like what I know that Sam wants the team to be and represent. Like there's never been a better coach. And I hope that he gets some recognition. I, I don't think that he's gonna get coach of the year votes this year because I don't think our record's gonna be quite good enough. Maybe it will, but yeah. I'm hoping in the next season or two, like he will be a coach of the year candidate because he freaking deserves it. Right. And, you know, it's yeah, the rest of them too. Like, first of all, shouts out Dave Bliss, kind of holding down the fort. Yeah, uh, well, and uh, and Mark, um, <laughs> what's his name? Mark Wilkes. He's Mike been coached. Yeah. Mike Wilkes has been uh, coached last like three games. He finally he got a win. Like, like that dude's probably. I mean, he's probably like our age. Like, right. he was probably he was in yeah. the league. You know, maybe five six years ago, just playing, and now he went out and got a win with uh, a bunch of G League players. Uh, like, come on, that's, <laughs> yeah. that is a sign, a, a testament to, to culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did Eric you guys Mayer. know that he, he played for the thunder, Mike Wilkes? I, I mean, I, I had assumed he played a handful of games for the thunder. The first year they were in Oklahoma city. I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm with you, Victor. I want Eric Maynard. I, they should give him a chance to, to, to be yeah. a head coach for a game it's just because it'd be fun to see, you know? Yep. Um, Who's out? Is is it just Bays and Lou that are still out, or is Derek Favors also out still too? Uh, let me see here. Bays is out. Um, he is he, out? he played against the Knicks, right? Yeah, his he's knee. out. He's out for his knee. He's oh, he's okay, out gotcha. today. He's not playing today. Favors gotcha. is out, and Jerry is still out. So J- uh, so we've okay. got we got three people on the protocols: Jerry, Favors, yeah. and Baisley. But. I think Baisley should be coming back. Probably not today, but like the next game. I'm I'm guessing because I, okay. I yeah. Is it ten days that they have to sit out? Yeah. He 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 went out on the 26th, so it's approaching. That means okay. I gotta be honest, guys. I used to have really high stock on Isaiah Roby, and I think the more that I watch him play, just while the development is there, I just think the development is going to be too slow. To play for anyone else besides us, 
I I don't know. I I, I don't either. I still I, think I, I'm he pro I mean, Roby actually. Yeah, I see, I'm pro Roby. When I'm watching I just play, don't. I mean, I'm still in real, I'm still really impressed. In fact, I remember watching him give like he was explaining to uh, Olivier Sar. I think that's how you say that mm-hmm. guy's name. He's French, so I'm just going out on a limb there. Um, mm-hmm. When he when he was playing the other day, uh, you know, his first game with the Thunder, he didn't know what was going on. Roey was on the bench, like telling him, explaining to him sets, explaining to him rotations. Like, I mean, it, you know, he hasn't, he's not gotten as much of an opportunity this season as he did last season because of our rookies right. that we've talked about a lot. Um, right. So, yeah, his development isn't going on as quickly, but I still, I'm excited every time he checks into the game. Like, I, I don't yeah, feel, I don't, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried that like right. he's going to do something bad or is it like it's going to cost us any sort of like momentum or anything when he's out there. I still want to see more Gabe Deck. I want more Gabe Deck. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a a guy we're not utilizing. I mean, (laughs) he's he's one of the best players on the roster that we're just not even like playing. (laughs) I don't I I don't understand why. I I don't get their their uh, their plan with him at this point. Yeah. Just. One of the guys, um, next man up, you know. We have a new, uh, a new oldest player on the roster, by the way. Right, I just saw this. Uh, who's Who that? is this? Scotty Hobson. Scotty Hobson. In fact, uh, Nick Gallo, he did a whole like write up on this guy. This guy has been apparently playing in the G League for like seven years. He played overseas in three different countries. Uh, he he had played like a total of fifteen minutes in the NBA over his entire career before we signed him and played him um, in this last game. He played 18 minutes. So he played more in that game. Is he on the 10 day or what? His entire career. I don't know exactly what, how, how we got him. Uh, let me see here. He's 32 years old. He's older than me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, August of 89. Yeah. He had four points. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great. Four points, one assist, one rebound and two turnovers. But like the dude had never even scored a bucket before in the, in his entire career. Like he never made a field goal in all the time he'd been around, circling around the NBA and he made two, he was two of four in, his, in that last game. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. I, you remember that guy that played for the Lakers for a minute uh, yeah. a few years back? Yeah. He was like 35 or something. About. Yeah. Exactly like this is, about. this is kind of the same situation. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Give these guys a shot. Like, I don't know. The Pacers just signed Lance Stevenson to a 10-day contract. Joe Johnson just didn't get picked up for his second 10-day with Boston. Like, okay, these guys had plenty of chance. Uh, they clearly didn't make it. Like, give some of these other dudes an opportunity. Maybe it'll surprise you. Maybe someone will, like, Isaiah Thomas. Like, I, I'm a fan of IT, but he is not what he used to be. And I think it's pretty clear. He's had, like, a million second chances in the NBA, and none of them ever really worked out. Um, I, I don't know. Like, give some of these unknown guys a chance. Let like let them see what what they can show you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you guys think about Rondo to the Cavs? Help hurt the Lakers? Help hurt the Cavs? What do you think? I mean, I don't think that anything can hurt the Lakers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're That's already. What I was thinking. <laughs> the only thing that would hurt that could hurt the Lakers is if LeBron got hurt. LeBron's playing some of the best basketball of his career yeah, right now. Gosh, Isn't it he's so 30, good. 30 freaking he's seven so years good. old. He just he turned does his hell soul. down. 
He doesn't slow down. It's crazy. He's he over his last I think eight games he's averaging thirty six points on fifty eight percent from the field. I remember I distinctly remember ESPN making a huge deal about a streak he had when he was with the Heat, where he was like over thirty. Oh, he averaged over or he scored over thirty on sixty percent shooting for like six games in a row or something. And this was probably twenty thirteen. We're talking eight years ago now, nine years ago that he that they were making a big deal about this, and here he is doing it again. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. It is wild, man. It is he's, so wild. He's otherworldly. He could. I mean, who knows how many more years he could be in the league too, doing right. exactly what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, of course, I I kind of wonder if he has the mentality of like going out on top. You know what I mean? I know he wants to play with his son, and I I think that that's going to happen, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he sees his career winding down because he's still going, obviously. But he's got to know that most of his years are behind him. Well, sure. I mean, that, yeah. It's, I think I think he a, understands that. Um. Okay. Let's see. The Lakers are eighteen and nineteen. Let's see what they've got coming up. They have the hardest remaining schedule in the league. I know that. I remember them saying that after they they lost their they lost five in a row, and then someone made an announcement: Lakers lost five in a row. And have the hardest remaining schedule in the NBA. <laughs> so, hey, look, I, th- this, and I know that everyone has been talking about Russ, and like, because that's the obvious way you go with this team is you talk about Russ, especially because LeBron's been playing really well. But this is, it's not Russ's fault. It is not Russ's fault. I don't care what anyone else has to say about it. It's it is not, not, I mean, it, it's it's not. not Russ's fault. He is who he always has been. You got what you wanted when you signed him, and he's giving you exactly what he's always going to give you. Uh, If the the pieces around you guys are not going to live up to what they are supposed to do, then you're not going to be successful. But if you can figure out how to surround Russ and LeBron with guys that know how to make winning plays, you're going to win lots of games. Like that's just how it goes. Russ is not the the guy that's going to single-handedly lead you to wins these days. He really only right. did that for like one or two seasons of his whole career. That's really like where he was the guy that was doing it. Really want the one season. Yeah. I don't know why they expect like if AD's not going to play, if he's out because he's always hurt and all these other guys on the team aren't going to live up to their expectations. No, he's not going to deliver you wins. Why is it his fault that you aren't winning? He's doing exactly right. what he's doing. He's got like, what, four or five triple doubles in a row now. He's going out and playing hard every night. That's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I'm looking at his numbers right now, and they're they're pretty similar to last year's numbers when he had career-high assists and career-high rebounds just last year. Now, his rebounds and assists are down a little bit, but when you're a LeBron James teammate, obviously that's going to happen. And Anthony Davis for the first part of the season. are down a little bit, too. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, I Okay, so strength of schedule is one thing on how the teams are doing, but I always kind of pay attention to the, the matchups in particular and teams that I think about having just bad defenses that maybe outscore other teams, and I think they have a lot of that going on. Like the Lakers have Minnesota, Sacramento, Atlanta, Memphis, Sacramento, Denver for their next six. And then round another next 10 is tough Utah. And then they get a break on Indiana and Orlando, but then Miami. So they're like in the next 10, they should go like 
six and four or seven and three, ideally. But will they? We'll see. Yeah, that stretch that they've got at the end of January going into February is that Eastern Conference road trip. Six games. That's going to be tough. Orlando, Miami, Brooklyn, Philly, Charlotte, and Atlanta. I mean, you know, every one of those except one was was a playoff team. So, well, actually, did Charlotte make it? I forget if they made it or not last year. I know they were in the the play-in. I think, didn't Russ knock them out? Or maybe it was Indiana that knocked them out, and then Russ knocked Indiana out. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember either. I, yeah, yeah, that's pretty tough. I don't yeah, know. Man. So I mean, they, they beat Portland 139-106 last night yeah. or two nights ago. They play Minnesota tonight. Uh, I could see them winning that. I could also see them losing that. <laughs> I could see Cat doing what he did against Milwaukee. Yeah, and deciding to go full beast. <laughs> it's like he... Well, the, the last game that he did that was against the Lakers. I mean, he did that that game against the Lakers when AD, and that was when AD got hurt, I think. Right. Uh, and he, he didn't come back. So L- offense is not their problem. I don't understand yeah. why people are talking about Russ. Like, offense is not their problem. They, they don't nope. defend anything. And if you think Russ is going to become a good defender right now, come on, man. It's who's un- gonna, who is- on that team besides <laughs> LeBron is going to tell him he should be defending more? Carmelo Anthony is going well, like, Le- Le- to. <laughs> I'm sorry, but LeBron has no room to stand in telling Russ to defend because LeBron takes all the defensive possessions off, uh, and he's been doing that for years. Yeah. That's the one thing that separates Kobe and LeBron is that Kobe was a solid defender for a lot longer than LeBron was. LeBron, LeBron is like he realized that he could flip the switch like in 2008, and he's only been flipping the switch since then. Like I'm just saying, he's never had nature, to have it all the way on. <laughs> the nature of the chase down block is originally not playing good defense. Of course, it's it's the perfect thing, man. It's like I don't know, man. It's like uh, I don't know. It's like I don't know. Uh, some analogy. I can't think of a good one now. <laughs> Insert intelligent analogy here. I mean, the Lakers could be doing worse. Oh, we got to talk about our uh, our fight to 10. Um. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's we got we got the fight to 10 on both sides. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> going in and going out. <laughs> in the West, the West is the only conference that has remaining teams without 10 losses. The East is the only conference that has remaining teams without 10 wins. Um, and Golden State <laughs> and Phoenix, I got to say... I mean, who, how are their strength of schedules? Because if we're talking about seeing Clay back in two weeks, that could mess some things up or make it way worse for everyone else. I don't know. Um, Clay, Clay made 24 threes in a row from the corner yesterday. There you go. I saw a video of it. <laughs> I think that they're, he's going to come back and it's going to be like he was never gone. And th- they've been they've been pushing it back for so long now. And like Steve Kerr has already said he's going to start. He's not even going to pull him off the bench at all. Like right. I, It's going to be... I'm already I, my my inner organ that was created from the hatred in my soul of the Warriors is gearing back up uh, <laughs> right now. It's just I feel it churning. It's just gonna I'm gonna feel lots of hatred this spring. I just know it. They are gonna have to work for all the wins that they should still be getting in the next ten games because they've got Miami, Dallas, New Orleans, Cleveland, Memphis, Milwaukee, Chicago. Minnesota. Yeah, that's that's pretty tough. But 
I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like the Warriors and Suns both have proven they can beat anyone at any time. Suns have, uh, they've actually struggled uh, the last couple weeks. They're only one and three in their last uh, four games. So basically since since that Christmas game, they beat us <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. it <laughs> they they, lo- yeah. they lost to boston oh they lost bad to boston to Bo- but the, the, and the kings of the struggle boston like not like <laughs> like boston yeah. is just not consistent at anything they're consistently yeah, Bo- boston <laughs> uh boston and la man you never thought that the nba rival would be to see who's the most mediocre <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> with with good talent uh all around I mean, the Lakers mm-hmm. have more talent than Boston, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not uh, worried. I'm not worried at all about the Suns. They can lose a few, and it's it's no, not a big that's deal. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, it's but whatever. Theirs is easier. They got Charlotte, New Orleans, Clippers, Miami, Toronto, Detroit, Indiana, San Antonio, then Dallas, and then Indiana again, and then I could see them winning every Jazz one of those games. Won. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Jazz will give them troubles. They may have troubles against uh, Charlotte. I could see them giving a little bit of a of a, a push. I don't know. I don't. I don't see much else though. I mean, they do have quite a few people out right now. They're missing both Aiden, Jay Crowder. He's very important to them. Oof. Um, Javale McGee is out. Also, he is also very important for them. Playing probably the best basketball of his career. They also have an outrageously long coaching staff. Uh, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got, they've got like eight assistant coaches. I've never seen yeah. that many assistant coaches. Mark Bryan, including, is on that staff. Oh, yeah. Like, he went Jared and Jack. Uh, Jared yeah, and Jack. That's right. He's an assistant like, coach for them. It's like those East Side marching bands that have like 13 techs. They have like a trumpet <laughs> yeah, a tech. one tech and every, a every, two tech. <laughs> every kid gets their own tech. <laughs> exactly. I forgot all about Jared Jack until you just said his name. I, I forgot he was a dude, and I'm looking at his face now, and I remember how much uh, he used to annoy me. Yes. Yeah. Forgot all about him. Uh, uh, I was thinking he played for a bunch of teams. I was trying to think, like, what team do I remember him the most with? But yeah, he played for, like, a different team every single year. You guys know that Michael Ruffin from The Temptations is one of their coaches? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that was David Ruffin, huh? Is that his name? I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, on the the sad side of this coin, uh, we have Orlando and Detroit, <laughs> and Detroit is very sad because I'm looking and they're extremely sad. There's too many yes. red bars for me to count, uh, so I'm just going to say that they are only one of their last a lot. Uh, of games. <laughs> so and the one would be the one point win they just got against San Antonio. So. No, they, they, they beat, uh, Oh wait. Okay. I do. I see it. Yeah. There's that one point. It's time. I, it almost doesn't look like it exists. It's so small. <laughs> um, you think they they, they, so they're, they're two. Yeah. They beat Miami back in, uh, in December, but before that, their last win was November 17th. So they went an entire month without winning a game, <laughs> but our Brutal. boy Hamadou, yeah, yeah, that's balling, right. Balling for them over the last few games. I am so stoked for him. So happy. He had 34 and 14 rebounds in their last game. The pre the game before that, he had 33 and 13 rebounds, 28 points in the game before that. Like, dude's averaging over 30 points in his last three games. Yeah. And probably double digit rebounds, too. Plus, I think like four steals. 
he is balling. I know they're not good, but I am very happy yeah. that he did not just vanish into nothingness. Yeah, and I'm I, glad that he's he's getting an opportunity and showing out for sure. Because um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds of sleuthing have shown me that they will definitely be winning the getting to 10 losses fastest. Uh, next up, they have Milwaukee, Charlotte, Memphis, Orlando, Utah, Phoenix, <laughs> Toronto, Golden State, and Sacramento. And then My Utah. goodness. It's, but that, it's to 10 wins. That is an insane <laughs> schedule. Holy so crap. When, like, they have to win four more times. When's, when do you think their four wins are going to happen? That's no, no, sorry, I mean that they're going to lose. That's why I meant by that. that they're going to lose this too. Um, well, they got they got Orlando coming up, so that'll be pivotal. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> gonna have to get a win there. That'll be the one. I, I I hope it comes down to like that game to see who uh, who gets tipped first. That they would have be them twice this month. They have them twice this month, so that might be because on the twenty eighth they have Orlando again at Orlando. Man, talk about playoffs. If Detroit <laughs> if Detroit goes here on the road and beats Milwaukee and Charlotte and Memphis. Then it will come down to the Orlando game for their 10th win. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. yeah, I, I hope let's, it happens. Let's get we right spoke on it that. into on, Mommy, No pressure. <laughs> we spoke it into existence. Honestly, like we keep talking about strength of schedule and everything. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm can, so confused as to who can play, who cannot play. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, right. it's just completely. So it's hard for me to say anyone is definitely going to beat anyone else on any given night, you know, there's, just because I'm not a few, in the know. There's a few teams that I feel confident in. I feel confident in the Memphis Grizzlies because they've shown that they are very similar to us in terms of next man up mentality, but they're probably a bit further along in their development. Uh, they can win without their best player um, pretty handily, too. So Yeah, they can. <laughs> um, some uh, teams like, uh, like Golden Cleveland State. Cleveland for some reason. Cleveland is winning for no good reason. No good reason at all. Um, Golden State, Phoenix, those are the teams I'm like, okay, they, they're even if they're shorthanded, they're probably still going to have the upper hand. Oh, uh, my God. Every Did matchup. you guys see that Kevin Love game? Oh, he's been balling, too. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's been balling. Yeah. He's like he's like getting close to he's like averaging, what, 26 points over it's his 2013 last, like, over the place for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's been playing really well. He's healthy. Like he, let me look. Uh, just see here what what his recent stretch of games is. He may be honestly one of the reasons why they're playing so well. I'm actually a little worried because he's one, he's very much a fair weather player. Uh, I think he he plays his best when he doesn't have to play his best. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. He's had he had a uh, 35, 24, 24, 22 in his last four games. So nice and and, and uh, double doubles in his last two games. Uh, at back Washington to, and then Atlanta. Vintage. Vintage Kevin yeah. Love. <laughs> I mean, 35 and 11. Yeah, that is vintage Kevin yeah. Love right there. That's, <laughs> that is Minnesota Kevin Love if I ever saw it. Yeah. On 50%, it, on 7 of 14 three-point shooting in that game. And then 4 oh my of gosh. 10 the yeah. game before. And well, then right now, he's at a career high uh, three-point shooting percentage right now. He's at 43% on the season. That's career high. I'm happy That's for him. crazy. I'm very happy for him. Eddie, can the name of the episode be Vintage Kevin Love? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I'm going to write it down it. so that I don't forget it. Yeah, everyone roots for Kevin Love. Who doesn't like Kevin Love? Hey. Everyone does. Does he have a nickname on Basketball Reference? I'm on it right now. I'll look. Let's see here. I was just there. Uh, uh, no. no, he no. does not. No. It's because he's Kevin Love. 
his dad's, love his dad's o- name obvious. is Stan Love, which is great. <laughs> Stanley Stan. S. Love. I'm sorry. That is like a 70s monogrammed name if I ever saw one. That is like a... You, yeah. you'd, go to, you'd go to some guy's house uh, and you'd go into his bathroom and he would have Stanley S. Love on all of the towels and you'd be like, I'm not sure I should use those towels. You but. ever think that he gave his kids big piggyback rides and like you guys want to hop on the SS Love? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, yep, yep, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, oh man, that was great. <laughs> yeah, I got to get all these zingers out before I go back to teaching. This. <laughs> I'm going to just quickly look at Orlando's schedule. I don't really care, but just for funsies. <laughs> exactly. While you're doing uh, that, I'm going to pull up got, our they schedule. They got Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia in their next three games. So if they win all three of those, then they'll be, they'll be the first. But if they win two of them, which they won't, then it'll be up to the Detroit game. <laughs> which they won't. It's true. They won't. <laughs> I mean, How they, many players can you they, name they won three to play games for in the December. Orlando Magic right now? I, I can't. Name any players that right play now, for Orlando? I don't think. Right yeah, now. I don't, Terrence Ross. I, I don't know. Is he one? Oh, oh, they Terrence do Ross. have a guy that a lot of people are talking about being Rookie of the Year, Franz Wagner. Okay, that's oh, where he is. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's jumped up the rookie boards. Yeah, he has. Uh, Terrence Ross is also there. Mo Bamba. Yeah, you got it. There you go. Cole wait, Anthony. Wait, wait, let me try. Cole wait, wait, Anthony. Wait, 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 he's he's right. the other dude. You're gonna say them all before I get to <laughs> before I get to guess one. Uh, damn it. Cole I thought Cole Anthony played for no. That's right. He play, that's right. That's his face. That other rookie's there, isn't he? Uh, Suggs. Uh, yeah, Jalen Suggs. I'm not sure that he's been doing anything. Uh, he's out with a fractured thumb as of November 30th, so he hasn't probably played like at Isn't all. There another junior there. He played 28 games. There's uh, some junior Mike, there in there. There's a Wendell Carter Jr. He was with there Chicago. We go. He, I think he came over with that uh, Vucevic trade. Speaking of Chicago, mm. right? Freaking Demar, freaking DeRozan, freaking <laughs> I, man! Talk about vintage! vintage. Like we're, exactly. we're getting we're getting all sorts of vintage uh, right now. Demar DeRozan, yeah, it could just be vintage. You don't even have to put those players back to back in in back to back games, back to back days, back to back years. He hit a buzzer beater to win the game for the Chicago Bulls. And yeah. mid, uh, actually, I don't think they were mid-range. I think they were both three-pointers. Man, yeah. that dude, which is he funny because he's a, a mid-range assassin. He is. He's he's like <laughs> yeah. the best mid-range player in the league right now. Or and yeah. well, aside from maybe Chris Paul, but Demar is much more of a an assassin than Chris Paul is in terms of uh, you know taking things over. Billy D's got them playing well, top of the East. I know they're number one in the East. Crazy. I don't think that they'll finish the season there, but they'll probably be top two, maybe top three. I still think Brooklyn will probably overtake them. And I'm not even going to like Milwaukee to me is still the title favorite until otherwise. Oh my gosh. Their COVID list is still pretty hefty. <laughs> Chicago's. Yeah. Yeah. They're, out, yeah, Tony they're, they're missing a lot of people too. Fonta McKinney, Marcos. Um, and Caruso's out. I didn't know that. But sprain. Yeah, he, he sprained his foot, so it's not even COVID. Um, 
man, the fact that they're winning with just Levine and DeRozan, man, that is a pairing that I never in my life would have thought would work so well. I forgot and yet that it has. Well, it's also the Vucevic. Yeah, he's he's been playing better than he did to start the season uh, as well. I did not know that, that Mo Cheeks was that there. Kobe White. That Kobe White kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was showing out last year, too. Yeah. I was reading a thread on Twitter the other day where people were talking about how Kobe White's one of those guys that has a good reputation outside of where he plays. But, like, they don't really like him where he is. I think I think he's just kind of inconsistent. Um, he's only played 16 games this season, 10 points a game. I wonder what, what, what the situation is. Let me look at his game log here. Maybe he, 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 he missed James Harden. He missed the first 13 games of the season and then he's been playing. Yeah. So like he, he had zero points, zero points, two points, 14 points, four points, three points, 20 points, four points, eight points. So he's pretty inconsistent. However, over the, his last four, he's been in double digits uh, yeah. and o- over 20 in his last two games. So maybe he's figuring it out a little bit. They've got weapons. Chicago's got weapons. I, I They're going to make noise in the East. I think they Have would be... Have you guys watched them play yet? I don't uh, think I've seen Chicago play this season. I don't think they get much national TV love. I don't think so. I haven't seen them well because no one expected them to be this. Right. No, one, no one expected them to be like this. Um, we haven't played them yet, have we? No. That'll be Let a good see, one. When do we play Chicago? Control 26. F Chicago. And we, the 12th. Yeah, 26th and the 12th. Yeah. Billy D comes back to OKC in a few weeks. Boom. Then we have no, a, just, an Eastern Conference road trip Philly, Chicago, back to, and then well, Madison yeah, I was Square say, Garden. We haven't had an episode come out in a while. And we, uh, the last one that we were going to have come out, we had predicted for the last two weeks, that, um, which was how many games? Seven games? Yeah, seven mm-hmm. games. It was the first time that all of us underestimated. That's right. Yeah. The, the Thunder actually surpassed our expectations for the first time, maybe in two seasons, honestly. Well, hey, they're winning over their last eight. They're winning over their last eight games. Yeah. Winning record. Going into the yep. new year, winning record. I mean, we haven't played yet, but we could start out the whole, you know, 2022. We could just be shooting 100, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I I kind of knew that it would happen. Like, early on, when they were losing a bunch of games and stuff, I, I just didn't see the way that they played and the way that the team is constructed. I just didn't see them losing all the games that everyone predicted them to lose. I I just didn't see it happening. So I'm glad they're finally starting to get some wins. And, you know, I'm sure that kind of helps the competitive mentality of the team, you know, because I don't know what it does to you when you lose, you know, 17 games in a row or whatever. Uh, well, if you're Hamadou Diallo, it makes you show out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've already talked a lot about it on this show, but I think that it's, again, just a a testament to the culture because early on, I mean, I was watching and it, it looked like this team may not win 10 games. Um, but see, I never thought that I honestly always never played thought hard, that. man. They always have played hard. I mean, that's why I never thought that I was like, if this team plays like this, there's no way they're going to lose all those games. I mean, in this league, when you play every single night, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's just a crapshoot, like who you match up with. And if you play hard, you're going to win, you know, sometimes, they're definitely doing it. 
I mean, they they proved me wrong. We'll we'll see where uh, where they end where they end up. Where did we predict for the Thunder? Did we do that this time? Yeah, it's it's uh, highlighted over here. I think you've got it highlighted on the. No, those are like Google. our those are like our main. See, I'm talking about a Thunder record. I don't think we wrote it down. Oh, oh yeah, to yeah. start the season. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's what's going to happen. They're at, what 13 wins right now. Not quite halfway through the season. We may get to 30. The we may get to 33 and a half. The over under is 23 and a half for the beginning. I feel confident that we will get over that. 10 more wins the rest of the season. I think we can handle that. Well, 11, I guess. Uh, if you really want to get technical. Man, I, uh, I kind of felt like we predicted how many games they were going to win too. But yeah, I guess we didn't write it down. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember why it's not here. Maybe it is. Yeah, we just scroll well. all, all the way over. No, it's not there. Oh well. Well, we got uh, some basketball this week. That's right, we do. That is true. And Luka Doncic is back. By the way, I just saw the news blurb. Mm, He's back. Right. Excellent. Um, I'm kind of excited about that. I was so hoping you would play against the Thunder last time, just because I like watching him play. You know. They just finished uh, a back. They just finished a back to back against the Sacramento Kings. Actually, it wasn't a back to back, but uh, a home and home. Oh, cool! Against the Kings, they lost in Sacramento by one, and then they obliterated them. In uh, oh, I guess it was just two games in a row in Sacramento, oh, which is just weird. That's very strange scheduling. But they beat them the second time, so they've had a couple of days off though. Uh, well, one day. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm not too afraid of Dallas these days. Not really sure what they're gonna what they're about. I don't think that they yeah, have much of an identity. I think if that's the problem, they don't. They're not sure what they're about. I think their identity <laughs> is Luka Doncic. I think that's their identity. But we get to see Moses Brown again. Excited for that. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like Moses. Yes. They got a lot of people uh, out. Also. Oh yeah, they signed. Uh, they signed Isaiah Thomas. I remember that for the right. Sacramento but games, he, and he's already out with COVID. So. Yeah, he's out with COVID. <laughs> uh, no, no, Kristaps Boban's out. Uh, Luca is, uh, is still listed as out here, but he was that was on the twenty second. So yeah, I, I'm sure that they just haven't updated this. No, yeah. no Trey Burke. That was also the twenty second, so he might be back as, uh, today as well. Hardaway Junior's back, right? Uh, he's not listed as out, so I assume that he will be playing. Yeah, yeah. I think he's back. I think because he's oh, on yeah. We looked at this last team. time because I remember being like with this coaching staff, this hodgepodge of people, uh, former Orlando Magic great Daryl Armstrong, point guard, God Sham God is one of their coaches. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and they have a Jerry Saint. Dudley. The That's right. The Jared original Dudley. ring chaser, Jerry Dudley. <laughs> Jerry Dudley. I'm not sure the guy he's that the made original, cool. but. <laughs> Oh no! Why well, I mean, original ring chaser? I mean, like you're not good at basketball, and you just sit on the bench and don't do anything at all. And get the he, that is the the Jared Dudley Awards. We should give that out this year. Exactly the Jared Dudley Award. Awards. The Dudley Award. Uh, what a name for an award, too. I mean, that's just a. <laughs> you're just you're just asking to be laughed at right. with that name. That's all I'm saying. So. After the game tonight, we have Minnesota twice this week, Wednesday and Friday, and that's it until Sunday. Uh, what do you guys think um, about these three? Hmm. I'm going two and one. I'm going to go 
Honestly, my heart kind of feels like one and two, but I, you know, they, they've been surprising me lately. So I'm going to go two and one. I think that they will win one of those Minnesota games. I do not think they'll win both. So I guess I'm picking them to win them against the Mavs at home. Coming off I, a big New Year's Eve victory, a lot of energy in the building. Well, I think they'll get it done. D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Kat are all uh, out right now. Okay. So if they Man. remain out, uh, I would feel pretty confident about winning those games. Cat went, went out on, on Christmas Eve. So if Doncic was out on the 22nd, he's back today. That means Cat should be out in two days, theoretically. I think Doncic was a, like a legit injury, though. I think it was like a oh, knee it wasn't or something. COVID? No, it wasn't. Okay. It was something else. I don't well, remember what. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna be optimistic and go against my better nature and say two and one also. I don't I think we'll win all three. But if we I do we will. I would love it. I would love to make all of the, the tankers angry. I think that we have to <laughs> I think we have to gobble up these wins considering that we've got Denver and Washington and Brooklyn and Cleveland and Dallas again. And hey, we beat we Denver. Yeah. We we did beat Denver with Jokic. So I'm not I'm not saying we're gonna continue to do that, but uh I we think might. the nature of us beating them and the reason that they all got benched <laughs> is gonna make it to where Denver is probably going to destroy yeah, they're, us. They're, they're probably gonna come out pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah, be tough. I'm kind of feeling I that imagine. too. I seem to remember Jokic not playing much in the second half of no, that he, game for he, some reason. Mike Malone benched his starters. He was pissed at the way they were playing because they were not approaching oh, us. Oh I yes, could, I remember I can that. See now, Jokic yeah. putting out 30-20 on us, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He could do 30-20-10 on us, and I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> by it. <laughs> exactly. Uh uh, real quick before we go, I'll give you a, a this day in NBA history. Yeah. It's not not a super Yay. interesting one. Uh, I've never heard of this guy that is the number one, but I will read you the stat line. Back in uh, one thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight, uh, year of our <laughs> Lord, this man had twenty-eight points, eight assists, thirteen rebounds, four blocks, a steal, uh, no three pointers attempted. Only two of four at the line, but 13 of 18 from the field in 37 Very minutes. Very solid game. Not, uh, not a lot uh, going on there. And he's got an interesting name, but I've, I've literally never heard of him before. So I will be shocked <laughs> if you guys guess him. Uh, what team? What team? Yeah, c- uh, yeah I think we're going to need the team on that's these. That's a good question. To narrow it down a this little bit. This does not even say. <laughs> um, this is a made-up stat. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, this guy, let me put you this way. After this season, this guy played for like 12 more years, but uh, all in Europe. So, uh, Oh, he played for the Wyoming Ballers is what you're saying. <laughs> I believe that he was playing for New Jersey uh, when this yeah. happened. Well, hold on. It's possible he's playing for uh, Houston. Why does it just not tell me? This is really silly. 88, huh? Yeah. On uh hold on, I will I will get to it. I will get to the bottom of this. Fear not, <laughs> Scooby Doo. Uh gosh, I don't even think I have a a logical guess. Yes, honestly. this was, this if, was if played, the New Jersey yeah. uh wait, no. Previous season. Pardon me. 
here we go. January 1988. Nope, that's still 89. Let's <laughs> click the right button this time. Oh, did he play for the Spurs? He did. He played for the Spurs, and they beat they they lost to Dallas in this game. I don't yeah, know anyone he, that played for the Spurs mm-hmm. before 2000. D- no, yeah, I, before I, David Robinson David or Tim Robinson, Duncan. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I know Dennis Robin played there for a minute, and that's about it. No, this guy, his name is Walter Berry, and apparently his nickname is Truth. Uh, so I guess he was the original Paul Pierce. I don't know. I have never, <laughs> Not I've, the truth. Just I've never truth. ever heard of this dude. He played 205 games in the NBA, uh, averaged 14 and 4. For his That's career, what, two so. seasons, three seasons. Well, no, he played. Um, let's see, he was he, his first season was 86, 87, and he played all the way through the end of 88, 89. So, three seasons, roughly two seasons, really. I don't know, but he played for a bunch of teams Portland, San Antonio looks like is where he spent his most of his time. Do I uh, get points New if Jersey, I guess his Houston. height? Sure, go for it. Mostly because you said he. Didn't shoot any threes. He did not shoot any threes. But this was also... Yeah. I'm assuming that he uh, he didn't shoot any threes. It's an 88. He's got to be over 6'6". But I don't know if he's a seven-footer because of what you said with all the uh, the assists and whatnot. He's uh, a... Go for it. I'm a hit in the middle, and I'm just going to say 6'8". He is 6'8", 215 pounds. Yeah! Uh, he was the that's what I did 14th. First. You said those stats, and I was like, "This is a big person." He's big. He yeah. Didn't, yeah. I, I, it's a very. This is a very weak day in NBA history. Uh, <laughs> all, all I'm gonna say. Um, the next two, actually, the, the next four, uh, we all know very well. So I well, let's just pretend that Walter Berry never happened. Um, okay. So this one was. Uh, you know what? I am. Hold on. Hold the phone. <laughs> While you're I've, doing I've made, that, I've made uh, a grave error. Oh no! Uh, I I just gave you Walter Berry's average for J- January second, <laughs> mm. and that was one game. He played one game. Uh, I will find this. Here we go. Here we go. He uh, he has a show actually called The Truth with Walter Berry. What that there. sounds about right. That sounds it about right. On, yeah, it's a podcast. Um, his first episode was a tribute to Kobe Bryant. Good for him. On YouTube, I only see four episodes of this show. So I don't know. And they all were uploaded about a year ago. So I'm not sure. And apparently he's friends with Mike Tyson. He talks about that in one of the episodes too. So there you go. I feel like every person that did athletic things in the 90s is probably a friend of Mike Tyson. Like (laughs) if if Evander Holyfield is a friend with Mike Tyson, I feel like anyone can be a friend with Mike Tyson. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay, I have the correct thing now. I fired myself, and I've rehired a better person for this job. So <laughs> let's try this again. Uh, let's do it. This one you'll you'll know, and this one is actually pretty impressive. Back in uh, 2017, this gentleman mm. playing for the Chicago Bulls had okay. 52 points, 12 rebounds, six assists. Uh, on sixty-three percent from the field, only one what of four from three. Only one of four from three. 
This is 2017, so right after New Year. This is in Russ's MVP season. Um, but that 52 points, and I think the one of four from three is a pretty good indicator here. It's got to be Zach Levine, right? Oh, Ooh. no. No way. I'm trying to think of who is it. A, okay, first, let me guess. Is it a point guard? No. Zach Levine was not with the Bulls at this point. I think was Zach he Levine, not? I he forget may have, when he went he there. He may have been still in Minnesota when this happened. He did have at least one fifty-point game in Chicago because I remember when it happened. But I, I must will not tell have been you, Rondo was on the roster. He did not play in this game. I thought it was game. Rondo. I thought it was Rondo. No. Was that the year that like like Dwayne Wade played for the Bulls too? That really weird year. No, he's not on the roster here. Hmm. I knew it wasn't Dwayne Wade, but uh, Taj, G- Taj Gibson was still with them. Robin Lopez was still with them. McDermott was still with them. Dang, this is. Hold on, this is they tough. Beat, they is beat the Hornets. It is, it is it Sir, Sir Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay. Man, okay. I okay. see. I thought at that point he had already left. I don't remember that game at hmm. all. Uh, and then there was another 15 point. Uh, actually, there were two more 50 point games. I'm going to ignore this guy because I don't I've never heard of him. And he was back a long time ago. But this other one, January of tw- 2005 for the Phoenix Suns, 50 points, 11 rebounds on uh, 20 of 27 from the field. Yikes. Uh, I think you, you guys <laughs> should know who this is. is it not Steve Nash. 2005? It is not Steve Nash, uh, but it is for the Phoenix Suns in 2005. Yeah, I think I know who it is. Um, is it Amari Stoudemire? It is Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember yeah. those Suns teams. Oh, like, yeah. They, those teams were good. I got to look up his roster. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to see here. Who played in this Zarko game? Zarko Karbakpa. I remember Z- him. Zach Randolph played for the Trailblazers in this game. Uh, he had 22 Whoa. and 14. The Matrix uh, was still Nick playing. Sean Van Exel. Nick Van Exel was still playing on this team. Damon Stoudemire was still playing on this team. Sebastian Telfair was playing on this team. <laughs> oh, Sebastian Telfair. Yep. Uh, him. Yeah, this is, oh, yeah. This was, I mean, this was the team right here. This was the Suns team. They, they, they only played seven players that game. <laughs> Third <laughs> that is year. Amazing. Joe Johnson. Third year they, Joe Johnson was on Joe the Johnson, Quentin Richardson, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Stephen Hunter, and Casey Jacobson. Those are the seven guys that played. That's crazy. Hmm. Sean Marion, Amari, and Quentin Richardson all played 40 minutes. Joe Johnson and Steve Nash played 35 minutes. The Brazilian <laughs> Blur didn't even get PT that game. That was his. No, he season. didn't. He did not. What's that? And I'm assuming Dan Tony was the coach at that point uh, for the Suns. Actually, I don't remember if he was the coach at this point. Let me it see was. here. It was Mike D'Antoni. Uh, where, where do you Dan see that? Tony. Mike, Dan, and Tony. <laughs> the ultimate well, coaching trio. What did we trio. come up with? What was it whenever he went to? We made up a really long, like, Portmont or like a palindrome of a name. Not really a palindrome, <laughs> but it was like a I long I don't remember. Name. I don't remember it Mike D'Antonio Daniels or something like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> I just remember that, uh, that Twitter account that was like a fake Billy Donovan account. Yes. And, oh, I, and I during, was so during that bubble, that, was that bubble series, he just, he typed it out. Dan, Tony, you know, like yeah, Mr. Yeah, Tony. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that count, oh, that account was super funny. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> uh, for for all those playing at home, the guy, that, uh, the other guy that had fifty three points on that day was Tony Delk, back in oh. two thousand one. Also for Phoenix, yeah. I'd never heard of him, uh, but he did have fifty three points. But he also had fifty minutes. So heard of is very far from would have guessed. Just so. Oh uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yep, yep, indeed. And that's that. Uh, I'm gonna fire myself again and get someone even better for next time. <laughs> we appreciate it, Eddie. I like I like the facts. I like guessing game. Well, it's not guessing, but I like to no, put it's my guessing. minimal it's knowledge of the, the NBA. Past, man, I like. You know? uh, I think the best part is like just seeing all these old rosters and being reminded of yeah, reminded of, of players the of time your, times yeah. before when life was simpler. Guys, Sharif Abdur Rahim. He played That's right. That's the homie. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sebastian serious Telfair. Atlanta Hawks years, Sharif Abdul Rahim. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, uh, I think that's it. It's 2022 already. And um, 20 oof. double deuce. That's right. It's what did you, you, did you say it? three and oh, I want Victor? to catch on. I'm finishing yeah. up the I don't think we you finished typing out the thing. I'm just gonna type it real quick. You said three and oh, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Victor is the positive one of the That's group. Right. I like it. I like it a well, lot. Well, we're all positive. We could all end up being hurt. That's, That's right. what I'm saying. I, and, and if we all I got, got COVID going tests to- tomorrow with how rampant this Amarion is, we could all be... <laughs> 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 we should just send out the blue. Oh, just straight up, just send out the blue with the blue jerseys, <laughs> everything. Just like, not even, not even pretend that we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, let me give a quick shout-out real quick to my Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah. Very, very quality win. One of the best wins in their program's history against Notre Dame and an excellent college football game. I mean, the announcers actually said that that was one of the best games of the year. So really happy they got it done because I know how disappointed they were after that loss to Baylor. So that's nice, and I think a lot of the defensive guys are coming back next season. So next year could be a really positive year for them, too. It's pretty sweet. They did need that 17 point third quarter though. <laughs> so that's good. They did. <laughs> well, they shut them out in the second half until yeah. like the last two minutes, which was very impressive. I mean, they, they put up 28 points on them. Um, Notre Dame did in the first half and then they didn't score again until the last two minutes. So yeah, their, their defense showed out and uh, everyone had been bragging on their defense all year. So, so I'm glad that they, they uh, performed in the spotlight, if you will. That's the that's the Oklahoma tradition right there. Defense mm. defense showing out. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else, guys? Uh um. just watching a Lance Stevenson highlight in twenty twenty two. So Oh man, I hope he blows in someone's mouth. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> he upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Just during uh during COVID had, times. I wish that our show was popular enough to have like cold open like <laughs> <laughs> like takes and that's where it starts before the music starts uh, he blows in someone's mouth oh man it's actually kind of that's actually kind of a fun idea I like that idea Eddie you could mess around with that if you want to I'm not saying that's the quote you should use for this particular episode 
but <laughs> I am. I'm saying that's what you should use because every week I'm sure this was like, hey, you guys remember uh, Victor and Eddie and Jeremy? They have a pod. <laughs> Talk about basketball. <laughs> and next this week is going to be the first one where they're like, all right, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. Follow us on social media at podcast underscore thunder on Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy the games and enjoy your life. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And bye.